filtering cow manure, and I know filtering is kind of an oversimplification of it, but but for you know simple-minded people like myself, filtering, that's essentially what they're doing. This is out in Acme. They're filtering cow manure and getting clean water out of it. Of course, keeping all the other good stuff that's in there to be able to put on the fields. This is pretty incredible technology, and people have been buzzing about this. They've been talking about this, but it's really kind of been in a testing phase to make sure this this actually works the way that they were hoping to. This comes from the folks at Regenis, the, the same folks that have been um, so active, you know, building things like manure digesters for farms around Whatcom County, around Washington State, and, and all over uh, the country. Um, but now some new technology, this isn't a manure digester. This is, and I'm sure there, there's a much more technical name for it, uh, but it's a filter essentially to filter all the, I mean, some people would say the bad stuff. Farmers say the good stuff, <laughs> the nutrient out of the manure. So it can be used still for fertilizer. And then the water comes out of it clean, clean enough to go into the back into the river. This is crazy. But by the way, this is the Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop with you here on KGMI News Talk 790. Our sponsors for the Farming Show, making it possible to talk about farming issues important in Whatcom and Skagit counties in the Pacific Northwest, are Laurel Farm and Western Supply out there on the Laurel Road just past Meridian High. Farmer's Equipment Company on 19th Street in Linden, as well as their location just out west of the freeway on Highway 20 in Burlington. And then McAvoy Oil, which is mobile and potentially on your farm, bringing you uh, lubrication and, and fueling needs. Uh, joining me right now with Regenis, which is a, an Andgar company. A lot of people familiar with locally um, founded Andgar Corporation. That they do all kinds of stuff. Uh, I don't even want to start listing all the things that Angar does, but a, a, a subsidiary of that company, Regenis, again, been so involved in manure digesters and this kind of technology, and now something new. Eric Powell with Regenis joins us, and Eric, explain how this works. I'm, I'm sure I've already way oversimplified how this actually goes, but essentially it's it's filtering manure, right, to get clean water out the other side. Yeah, that's essentially right, Dylan. Thanks for thanks for having me. But um, what we're working on is, as you've mentioned, we've been doing uh, anaerobic digester technology um, for quite some time. And you know, as as dairymen come to us, they um, say that some things that uh, they could use is help with uh, removing water and concentrating nutrients. So, what we're working on now um, is a filtering process, two stage filtering process, where we. Uh, take the solids, or I'm sorry, the liquid after primary treatment. So it's gone through the separator uh, that most dairy farmers have, and uh, the solids are used for, you know, whatever the farmer uses them for. Um, and the liquid that would go to the lagoon is for the process. So we, um, in our first step, we take it and get all the, the solids that we can out of it. So this pretreatment step um, adds a bit of flocculant to get the solids to stick together, and then we separate them so you have a pile of solids that are concentrated in nutrients and then the liquid off of that process we send to uh, membrane filtration where we separate it again get two liquids one clean water and one is concentrate 
that uh, can be stored and used um, for fertilizing the fields, just like the liquid manure could have. And so all the nutrients that were in the liquid that came off of the pretreatment are now in the smaller volume of concentrate. Okay, so explain, bottom line, what does this ultimately... I, I see it protecting water quality, for one, by separating that water from the nutrients that, on one hand, are a really good thing, but on the other hand, can be a very bad thing and carry pathogens into you know, our, our surface waters and groundwaters and things like that. Um, and that's what farmers have to be so careful about, managing that and being careful and protecting the environment and health and all that. Um, but what, what ultimately is, is the benefit to, to the farmer beyond that for this? It sounds like it really can change the entire process of, of managing manure. Yeah, you know, these advanced treatments aren't for everybody, but there certainly are places where it makes sense. So, um, for example, if somebody has an issue of too much water, you know, out there in Acme, they get more rain than we do uh, even on uh, this side of Whatcom County. And so they've got a lot of water and therefore they have to have a lot of manure storage. So if we can remove that water, then that's less manure storage that they need to rely on or build in the future. Um, so getting water out to save money that would be used to, to store manure is one thing. Um, when we concentrate those nutrients, they're now, as I said, the same amount of nutrients in a much smaller volume. So if there's a farm that's trucking a lot of manure, now they can uh, truck the same number of nutrients in much fewer trips. So if you give me 100 gallons, for example, um, we're producing or we expect to produce 60 gallons of clean water and 40 gallons mm. of this concentrated nutrient. So everything in the 100 gallons is now in 40 gallons. That's less trips, uh, which means less compaction on the fields when you go to apply, less trips down the road, um, which is less cost, less yeah. risk. Less fuel um, consumption, less, less, fuel consumption. less carbon output for you know climate change. Everything sounds like improves when you kind of separate these two apart. And, and then that water can actually benefit other things, right? Yeah, that's right. So with this project, we are, um, you know, we're fortunate enough to get some grant funding from the Washington State Conservation Commission, um, and so we really were working to try to demonstrate everything that's possible. And um, we've we've had talks with the Department of Ecology to be able to take this water and put it in the river um, to enhance stream flow, to uh, potentially even generate a water right. Um, so we're really working on all the things that's possible with um, this clean water. Eric Powell with Regenis is with us right now on The Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. So let's let's rewind a little bit. Where did this all start? I mean, who come, comes up with this idea of, hey, let's see if we can filter manure and get clean water out the other side? I, to me, that's like you'd have to be crazy to think of that before this technology existed. What was the starting point for someone being um, crazy enough to try to go after that kind of a goal? Well, you know, this is something that's happening in Europe today. Um, you know, they have to, to, you know, milk cows and grow food, and they have much more concentrated populations. So they have to get a little uh, creative on their manure application. So it's not something that is totally new in the world. In the United States, um, it's something that is more on the, the cutting edge of, um, of technology. Uh, but, 
So as farmers are under more and more um, pressure from environmental um, folks or, you know, as as you and I know, Dylan, these farmers are always trying to take the most uh, care of the land that they can and do what's best. So um, when they have an opportunity to do things like, you know, save on long-term storage and save on um, trucking and carbon and, and have some of these cost offsets um, help them install equipment that is really on the cutting edge and allows them to continue to to continue their history of being on the, the front end of environmental improvements, then that's something that they're interested in. So I guess we haven't talked specifically about where you guys have been working on this. Initially, what was an experiment, and now it's kind of working on fine-tuning the process, if I'm uh, correct in, in understanding where the whole thing is at, but it sounds like it's going pretty darn well out at Coldstream Farms, the Rainey family out there in Acme. How did that come about? How did how did they get involved with this? They've been involved with a variety of things. You know, they they I know they did some testing with this Janicky Industries Omni processor that you know did something I guess kind of in the same realm. Um, had some challenges with it. How did they get involved with this? How has that process gone? I know like Galen Smith out there and his father-in-law Jeff Rainey and and the whole family there. They're they're pretty cutting edge and they're they're pretty pumped about this kind of stuff. Yeah, they really are, um, and we're very fortunate to, to have a dairy partner like that that, that we can work with. Um, you know, this all came about because we were, um, you know, it's it's a technology that we were interested in, and um, and and we were looking for a place to demonstrate it. Uh, we knew that um, they were one of the people, um, like as you said, that's kind of on the forefront of some of this stuff, and uh, have a have a use for it out there. And so that's important. You know, we want to be able to do something where somebody has a use for it. But we also want to be sure that the, the place where you demonstrate it is uh, is somebody that you know, like I said, it needs it and would be a, a good partner. And, and they obviously checked all those boxes, and so approached them. And for a long time, we were talking about how we can make this happen um, without any kind of grant funding or anything like that, which is one of the things that I think is pretty cool about this project. And we were just fortunate to that that opportunity from the Washington State Conservation Commission came along. Uh, but again, it was something that we were looking at with um, the Rainies and also the Whatcom PUD, uh, number one of Whatcom County, is really interested in some of the possibilities around the water. So um, as a group, really trying to find some ways to, to do some unique things around manure to clean water, and uh, the grant came along and provided a good opportunity for us to do that. And so here we are. So how did this actually, and by the way, we're, again, we're talking uh, with Eric Powell with Regenis, an Angar company, and, and Regenis is known around here for doing a lot of stuff with manure, uh, a lot of uh, anaerobic digester technology. For people who aren't familiar with that term, that's basically using a natural process and a facility to convert cow manure uh, into a few different products, including um, including a, a natural gas product that can be used to generate power. It's a, it's a green power power generation um, system, as well as other things, and it fits into a manure management uh, plan as well when people, and and there are several um, anaerobic digesters around the area put in by Regenis and other companies, but uh, you guys tackling this kind of, this new idea, filtering this stuff, how, how did, how did it actually get started? When, 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 um, when did you guys start installing this thing, testing this thing? What did it take to actually, you know, uh, 
uh, rubber hits the road kind of make this work? Yeah, good question. So we've been considering, uh, should we be doing something around clean water? If so, what should we be doing for a long time? And after a few years of looking around and seeing what was available out there, um, came to the conclusion that this was the most um, proven way of getting clean water today. There's a lot of other things out there that could be a, a real good possibility, but today, um, you know, this is what's available and what um, is there. And so um, we developed a relationship uh, with an experienced engineering company in Europe, and we're able to um, license that technology and, and sell it here in the United States. And um, and so we, we built that relationship, visited there, saw it working, um, came back here to the U.S. and then got to work trying to understand, okay, where does it make sense? You know, what types of farms, what parts of the country? And then um, from there, as I mentioned before, just started um, talking to um, Galen out there at Coldstream, trying to figure out, hey, is this something that we can do? Let's do it and get it going. And then this grant opportunity came along. So we started to install it in June of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all installed. So that was June of 2018. Mm-hmm. It's installed. Um, we've made some clean water. Uh, and now we're really working towards just system optimization and uh, looking forward to making a lot of clean water here going forward. Yeah, I know at first it was, you know, trying it for test runs. And then the, the big goal was to be able to get this thing to run virtually constantly, right? I mean, wh- where is that at in the process right now? Yep, that's right. So we're in the process, like I said, of optimizing the performance. So um, we are able to run it for extended periods of time right now. Um, we are working towards 24-7 operations. So it's still something of when you do these new types of technologies, there's always some yep. unexpected items that come up. And, uh, and so we feel like we've got a pretty good handle on all of those, but um, that's not to say there's not a few bugs to work out yet. Is anybody anywhere else in this country doing this kind of thing? There's a few different companies that are out there um, marketing this type of technology. So it's not totally foreign to the U.S., um, but there's not too many. And, uh, you know, we we think that water is pretty important and is, can continue to be very important as we move forward and really feel like there's some some opportunity around this clean water. Well, and especially in a way that's a a win for the farmer, a win for the environment and everyone else in between, rather than having to make these trade-offs where, okay, you may do something that's good for the environment or for, for the farmer and maybe it's not good for the environment or vice versa. There's no question here. This just makes so much sense. Other than what I'm about to ask you, this has to be awfully expensive how does that get worked out in all of this? And, and what are you guys looking at in terms of, of costs of this and how to eventually make this, you know, something that's sustainable and, and economically possible for, for other operations to do? Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about this grant opportunity. Um, we weren't the only advanced treatment system that got funded. And the hope was is to install some of these systems um, have some data to show, okay, what is the capital cost? What is the operating cost? Um, what makes sense where for what different farms? Because there's no silver bullet um, solution for any one farm. Some farms don't need any type of um, advanced treatment at all because mm-hmm. they've, um, you know, they're already applying their nutrients and their water at agronomic rates. Coldstream doesn't have a nutrient problem at all, they have a water problem. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, you know, like I say, there's no silver bullet. These things are going to make sense in some places and not in others. But what we're going to do with this grant is um, really be able to show, you know, what the costs are for operating, what the costs are for capital. And um, and then the the task will be finding the places where these make sense. Um, because, like I said, not everybody needs to do this. And maybe you don't even need to do it for all of your manure, but you might say, hey, I want to reduce a certain percentage of my volume so I don't have to store it or that I can... Mm-hmm put it here or there, and uh, we could custom make a solution for that type of a, a, a farm. Similar ideas as far as that goes to what's happening, for instance, with the DAF, uh, the do- Dissolved Air Flotation System over at Adeline Dairy, for instance, um, that you guys are, are connected with there as well, of, of making nutrients more portable, more storable, um, reducing carbon Im- impacts, um, reducing risks as far as water contamination, you know, concerns, it, just a lot of great things here. Certainly there is the big question about the, the capital cost of building, you know, and installing this in the first place. What about ongoing costs as well? Does this use a lot of power to do this or, or, you know, what, what kind of energy does it consume on the go? Yeah, there's going to be some, some power involved, you know, we're, we're taking pumps and, you know, if you were to talk about it in its most simplest form, we're pumping through really fine filters. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some electrical costs involved there. Um, we have to make those solids, um, after we've, the farmer's already done a pretty good job of getting the big solids out. We have to get the small solids out. So there's some chemical costs, um, chemical meaning, uh, polymer, which is organic in the sense that it'll break down in the soil, um, and it's safe for food um, production and a lot of other things. Yeah. But so there are some some ongoing costs, and those are the things that we really have to look at with the farmer and say, okay, here's the here's the capital cost, here's the ongoing costs. This is the the benefit that you're going to get. Um, do these costs outweigh? Um, do, do those benefits outweigh these costs? And uh, figure out you know which which instances they do and yep. which instances they don't. And that'll be the, the farm by farm calculation that would have to occur on whether this makes sense or not. And for some, it sounds like for Rainies, this potentially could make a lot of sense economically, environmentally, etc. cetera. Uh, Eric Powell, uh, with Regenis. Thank you so much for being with us here on the program. We certainly appreciate it and all the good work that you guys are doing out there in the community between this project and so many others. Um, so w- with all that, I'm sure, you know, you're a really busy guy. Thanks for taking the time to, to tell us what's going on. This is a really, really cool development. You bet, Dylan. Well, thanks again for having us.